Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're, 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 t- you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. The top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. are back on it's always game day in cincinnati it's the mailbag portion i say this all the time to mike when we record right before we record when we do the mailbag every thursday for the second segment i will tweet send your questions to bengals underscore sand send them for for us i will ask him these questions i don't have to answer them nobody says anything nothing but if i said what's your favorite color, or this is my favorite day of the week, I get like 20 billion replies of people that want to talk about that. But when it comes to Bengals, no. Unless I ask about play calling, you don't want to ask anything on Thursdays. And I just have beef with Twitter on that. So it hurts my feelings. Um, it makes me feel like you guys aren't listening. <laughs> so please, please send your questions on Thursdays when we ask. But I do appreciate my guy, Bengals underscore Sands, for Putting it out there, and we'll get to a, we'll get to our one of my favorites on Twitter, Jake Lisko. He <laughs> says, "How many routes did Jamar Chase run that were in, in breakers in Week Five? Oh man, uh, he did. It's not like he never did, um, but they mostly kept him outside and running vertical or uh, you know curls, just things like that. I don't know, I." Try to come up with like a percent. I don't, I, it's a, it's tough. I don't know. Like they mostly run vertical and uh, curls and thing and outbreakers with him. So like the inbreakers, not as much as you want. And I know this is like a big thing. They have run inbreakers before, and they did a ton of it in week one with him. And I think that was a little bit with T being out. They kind of were like because T's the inbreaker guy. He's the guy that they use over the middle of the field. He's six foot four. So they want to use him there, but with him out, maybe they should have used Chase more in that opportunity. Uh, but yeah, not a ton, but it did happen. It's not like he only ever ran, you know, the outbreakers, all that type of stuff. To me, whatever. I think Jake's actually trolling a little bit there because he is. He's, he he's definitely been, is. He's been, he uh, is. Upset and uh, about the coverage that uh, seems to be happening with Jamar Chase and how the Bengals are committing war crimes in their usage of him uh no i know he is but we had to ask it because jake was one of the first people to reply to your question on twitter so we'll go with brendan h he says how has jesse bates been through five weeks what is the outlook versus expectation for him in terms of performance for the rest of the year safeties are so volatile i think he's been pretty good um and the thing about it is just like a good safety doesn't show up that often a lot of times, and that's kind of what Bates has been doing. He, he's not getting the interceptions. Von Bell's getting those right now. I don't know how many passes he's broken up or if he's really counted for any of those, but he's had good coverage reps. I could find them. and po- I, I have a few already <laughs> clipped up that I could post for the people that are 
on Bates watch and want Dax Hill in already and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I think he's been fine. I don't think he's been bad. I don't think he's necessarily been as elite as he was in 2020. Um, overall outlook for the season is just, you hope that he can continue this level of play as a baseline and that you'll get those spike weeks when it matters. So when they play the chiefs, the bills and the Buccaneers, which I think is the toughest three games on the schedule, when they play those three games, you get an interception here, a couple pass breakups in one of those games, you know, things like that. I do think he's done a better job tackling this year than before. I remember that Dolphins game. It felt like he made like 10 tackles, and I don't know if he missed any. Well, uh, do you think – I'm going to ask you this, and just to follow up, but this wasn't on Twitter, but just overall, if he plays at the level he's playing at right now, do you think he maybe should have probably almost pretty much taken the Bengals offer last year? This will this pass off season. I mean, if the offer is what they're saying it is, I think the issue is more the guaranteed money. And I think he'll still get more guaranteed money on the open market than what they offered him. Cause after him went like 20 million guaranteed, it was like four mm-hmm. more than the, than the tag. I don't know if he hits the, like that much more cash and does he move from, a team that's coming off a Super Bowl to a team that's rebuilding. I don't know any of that because we'll just have to see. I I feel like whatever. I'm so pro player in this, and I know that that's not the best thing for fans sometimes, but I am very much – you have a limited window. If you want to make whatever money that you want to make, go ahead because this is your life and your future, dude. And I think the Bengals are fine with that too. It's the business side of it, and they already, they've already moved on in their minds. You know, like they they're, like, they're like, this is your – we're – Happy to have you along the ride here. You're going to give us great play this season, and good luck next year. It's like the Bengals are in a relationship, and they moved on while they're still uh, married or dating. They're, they're separated, but not divorced. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> like right in front of them. Like, you see that guy over there? We're dating him on the sideline, but he's, yeah. not, he's not playing yet. He's your replacement. <laughs> Jesse Bates is the it's the wife, and Dax Hill is the new girlfriend, but she can't move in yet. <laughs> oh, my God. That is totally happening right now. I say pay Von Bell. Uh, but we'll 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 move on. Uh, we'll go back to the offensive side. Kyle Schobel, and I apologize if I butchered your last name. He said, on top of the offensive struggle so far, do you believe, as I do, that not addressing the wide ref- wide receiver four spot is kind of an issue for this team? I think it has been an issue because I don't think Mike Thomas has played added starter level when he's gotten in there um this past week he had that really nice catch and run but other than that man i just think back to week one when t missed and they put him into t's role and that's tough to do but he ran all these dig routes and he was misreading the coverage in my opinion maybe i'm wrong but it looked like he was misreading the coverage he'd sit behind like a linebacker that was dropping or a safety he'd run into the corner and not get any separation just a whole bunch of like if t was in this game he goes for 130 but mike thomas is in there and they missed all three of those (laughs) all three of those routes that should have been open and it's like ah man so you almost wish like and that wouldn't be a rookie or anything that you i know there was a lot of excitement for was it was last year when everybody was excited about? I am already forgetting the preseason heroes of this. Oh, season. it was this year. It was this year. Okay. Well, any of those guys, the undrafted free agent rookies, they're not, they're probably not going to be the best at reading coverages out real quickly. Maybe they are, but 
I don't think these guys have caught on with their new teams either yet. Um, so I, this would be like a veteran guy. I think they should have maybe gotten like a um, – uh, what's that guy? He was on the Jets and he killed the Bengals. Um, I'm going to look that up. What do you think about the RC four situation? Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. Everybody loves a preseason breakout star just like they do a training camp. There's always a star that you're like, oh, this guy is amazing. He's going to really bring it this year for the offense. And they end up not even getting picked up on a team where they're on a practice squad. Look, maybe in their future and a couple years down the road, they are going to be on the active roster. But me personally, they're going against backups and backups and backups in preseason. So I take what it was as just, wow, this is some August excitement because we don't have real September football. Uh, I do agree with you. I think a vet, but not like an old vet, someone who has a little bit of experience that can come in there. You know, a lot of the guys who are left are either injury prone or they were going to go and get a better deal somewhere else. I didn't ever think they were going to get Odell Beckham Jr. And he's still battling coming back from his injury. So he wouldn't be helpful right now either. So personally, I'd, I'd say they probably could have brought a vet in just for more depth, but no, no huge name. Keelan Cole is who I was thinking of. I looked it up. I never would have said that. He made an awesome catch against the Bengals last year, and I was like, ah, it wouldn't be a bad wide receiver for. <laughs> you thought about that moment until right now. Yeah, like 400 yards. <laughs> I don't, don't want to relive that's that. Why, that's wide receiver four yardage. I don't want to ever relive that Jets game from 2021. <laughs> that was so miserable. Really was miserable. Like, see, that's the thing. They have games this year that are early on that they should be winning, and they were super close. And then last year they had games in the middle of the season that were just frustrating. Like, how did you lose this? Even the Packers game, when they were going against each other with field goals and it was just absolutely insane ending, there's so many games like that where you're like, that's annoying. They should have won it. Yeah, and the Bears game last year but i mean this year i don't think there's been a jets moment where i really felt that way because even even the steelers is a divisional game they had tj watt i know they look terrible but they're a different team with watt in there and whatnot but i don't know i felt that jets game was very much a oh my god they're blowing it oh my god they're blowing it type moment whereas the uh the other the games this year have more so been like oh man it's a close one but they lost and i feel like it was okay Jets last year was a disaster, but is it worse that Joe Flacco got the starting nod this year over Mike White? Like we didn't even lose to the the backup. We lost to the guy who was on the roster, got replaced by Joe Flacco the next year as the backup. The Mike White hype is so real for Jets fans. Like they love that guy. And personally, like, I don't think he was going to go in there the second time around and just pick this defense apart. And you are going against someone because I trust Lou, but you're going against someone who you don't have a lot of tape on. And I'm going to blame it on that, just kind of the way that they lost that game. But, you know, you mentioned it, the Steelers game. Obviously, everyone thinks about that because it's their only win right now. But they gave the ball to the Steelers five times and lost because they couldn't make an extra point. Like, that's how bad the Steelers are. Five times. Yeah, I have thought of that now. I'm like, yeah, that offense was terrible. Maybe I am overestimating, but I do think that the defense deserves credit for the uh, for the interceptions and yeah. whatnot. It wasn't 100%. 100%. And no other team has had to face the Steelers with TJ Watt this season. And they haven't won a game if TJ Watt is not on the field. So uh, that was a factor. I think that's a huge factor. I mean, they've been in a couple games too. I think that he would change the game. And I don't want to get into Kenny Pickett because this is not a Steelers podcast, but he actually has looked okay in his first real start, even though they got demolished against the Bills. 
Um, so I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Hopefully that was it for it for them. But I want to stay with the wide receiver room. Parker Blake said, is Jamar really getting that much special treatment or are teams picking up on him being more of a decoy or so it feels is the in this offense? Uh the, yeah, he's still getting he gets Randy Moss treatment at times. I know that's like saying things things say, but it's Against the Dolphins, they just moved the safety over to them every time. If they were in a single high coverage, the safety was basically playing a two high, like he was just playing that half of the field and just letting T do whatever. And they put their best corner on T, but T smoked him. So <laughs> that's why the, the offense had moments of awesomeness against uh, the Dolphins. Against the Ravens, they played a whole bunch of um, split field, quarters on one side, cover two on the other side. Cover two just followed Chase. Wherever he went, it was cover two to that side because they want to get – they want to zone it up. They want to get a defender into him, and then they want to have a safety over the top to help. So it was almost coverage wherever that guy goes type thing, and that, that's just really respectful. That I was listening to Matt Bowen, who is a former – uh, safety in the NFL and now does a lot of analysis for ESPN. He's on, he was on NFL matchup. He isn't anymore. And uh, he was on the athletic show and he was talking about how, whenever they played Randy Moss, they played cover six quarters, one side, half of the other, every single time they ever played Randy Moss and it scared you crapless as a, as the safety to be the guy who's supposed to be over the top. But what it does is you're the corner. You could jam that guy. You're not afraid of getting beat deep because he's not your responsibility back there. That's the safety. So you could just get into him, do whatever you want. And then uh, if he gets past you, he gets past you, just sink and look to the inside and you can give help if needed. So it's tough. It's just tough to get a wide receiver going when they sell all their resources to stop that guy. So to me, the reason to get out, the way to get out of that is to hit Boyd, hit Higgins and get the run game going. But um, there's a whole I feel like it's a conglomerate of like, well, this is what they need to do to get Chase going. They got Chase the ball in space and he didn't do anything. That, yeah. that was the, that was the issue is that he got smoke alerts. He got these screens and he didn't make them miss. So they went creative. They did creative things. They had him run a wheel route out of the backfield, but he gets rerouted and grabbed by the defensive end. So, and that's what happens when you're behind the line of scrimmage because it's legal. So there's a... They had a creative game plan to get Chase the ball. They threw it all at the wall immediately, and it all almost failed. But I just think we wouldn't be having this conversation, really, if Jamar Chase makes Marcus Peters miss on that play, and he runs for 30 yards. Like We're like, oh, wow, they're getting Chase the ball. They're treating him like Debo Samuel. But because he gets tackled for a one-yard gain, it's not, oh, we're, treating, we're giving him Debo Samuel touches. It's this offense stinks. They don't know what they're doing type stuff. It's some of that's execution. I agree that some of the play calling is suspect, but we also got to just put it on the line. Like some of this is execution. Well, that's the thing. That's the problem I have. I, obviously, we can blame the play calling all we want, just like Joe Burrow said. But at the end of the day, they have to make it happen. And you, it's okay. I'm going to say this like in a whisper, but it's okay to, to criticize Jamar Chase sometimes. It's okay to criticize Joe Burrow sometimes. We do it with the offensive line. You know, it's okay to say, hey, you have to do this better. And, you know, it, I, I, I semi-wish that when Joe threw the ball to Jamar Chase, and I want to say it was the one that got the flag, that he didn't catch the ball at the two-yard line. Because if he doesn't catch the ball at the two-yard line, they're probably thinking, let's go for the field goal here. Let's get the points versus trying to force it Come in. 
Um, there's still, there's so, I'm so, I was just, I don't even want to think about that moment. That game is still annoying. And, you know, we talk about ways a team wins. If I'm Baltimore, I don't, I don't feel like, oh man, we looked great offensively. We really got it going. That's what's so disappointing about the game. I like the way they contained Lamar Jackson and they still couldn't get it done because the offense can't score points. And that is a problem. That's a problem with your coaching staff. That's a problem with your offense. That's a problem with your players. Not to go back too far. We get one more. For I'm going to go I'm going to go one more cuz we are running a little bit long and this is something I actually wanted to bring up in the first segment. Shadow says so Huber WTF. <laughs> oh yeah, he just he's had a couple shanks and it's really tanked uh anything season long punting they did. I thought he started the season pretty strong, but now it's looking like uh you can see why they're looking for a punter. I don't know if Chrisman would be better still because they were like the same in the preseason you just go with the consistency and Huber. Oh man. I don't even know if I can say he did a great job holding because there has been a few kicking errors with the back, with the emergency long snapper. But when you consider when he has a normal long snapper, I feel like he's done a pretty good job holding. Yeah. I mean, that's to be determined, but I think that there's going to be a magnifying glass on, on Kevin Huber over, over the next game might be this game that you're like, hmm, well, let's change it up. Let's try it. Cause Christmas on the practice squad right now. And you could always activate him. Um, obviously they're doing that at practice, but yeah, it's something to keep an eye on because field position is extremely important. Okay. I, I want to get to one. I didn't get to oh. uh, just one real quick. Luke Braun. What's the funniest possible I thing that, that happened to Eli Apple this week? What's your answer? I saw Jake's answer. <laughs> Is that what you're going with? Or are you coming up with one? I'm going to be optimistic. Okay. I'm going to be optimistic because Eli has been really good this week. And by good, I mean, he's not saying anything else on social media. He's not, <laughs> he's actually not even talking in the locker room. He's like, no, he just talks about, you know, the game and needing, you know, the win and everything like that. So I will say the funniest thing that he can do is they're driving. The Saints are driving. We've watched it all season long. Fourth quarter, only a few minutes to go. They're about to kick the game winning field goal because that's how it happens against this team when they're about to lose. And Eli Apple picks Andy Dalton off for a pick six in the end zone for the walk-off. He almost did that against the Chiefs. I think we all forget because oh. he dropped it. But he had a pick six. It was an outbreaking route. He jumped it. He got his hands on it, and he just dropped it. Wasn't contested or anything. That was a run into the end zone, overtime win from Eli Apple, and he dropped it. I can't. I'm still upset about it, to be honest. I know because it would have been made, icing on the cake. It would have just. I needed to see what Twitter's reaction would have been if Patrick Mahomes threw a pick six to Eli Apple to end the game. I think the funniest thing. There's two things that I think could be the funniest thing. One, Eli Apple breaks the single game interception record against Andy Dalton. I think that would be hilarious on multiple fronts. One, in New Orleans. Two, to the old quarterback of the team. And three, it's Eli Apple. <laughs> Four, breaking the, like a 50-year-old record. I don't know. But I think if I'm thinking of a specific type thing, I think the funniest thing that could happen to Eli Apple this week is, oh, man, let's say – um and he's mic'd up i'm just gonna say he's mic'd up but it's probably gonna be von bell <laughs> probably would be von bell um i want to say it's a deep ball and he's burned and uh receivers gotta slow down to catch it. say it's michael thomas has to slow down to catch it but after he catches it eli rips it out of his hands and starts running the other way i saw that happen in the vikings game that's why i want to say that is because the vikings corner uh gives up the catch but the guy's like turning to get up field and he just <laughs> 
rips out of his hands for the game winner. It's like that was the end of the drive. It wasn't an interception. He just ripped the fumble away and never hit the ground. So I think I'll go with the funniest thing is that he just breaks the single game interception record in this week. And that's very optimistic that Eli Apple can do that. Maybe there's some scuffling on the field about it. Maybe Dennis Allen and him get into it a little bit. That'd be kind of- I mean, Not physically, but you know, I will like, be going to social media after the game if they win and Eli Apple does something pretty amazing just to see what his first tweet is. That's for sure because they do not like him in Louisiana right now. Six and he hid an apple under the goalpost or something. I don't know. Like, he, oh, yeah. Oh, what if he steals the Joe Horn celebration for in the cell phone? Six, six, yeah, yeah, he could. <laughs> He does like to slide on that thing. Maybe slides down. Yeah, up it slides phone. down, picks up the phone. Just yeah, a Joe I, Horn celebration. That'd I was legit thinking of, of Horn doing that. So that's too funny. That's probably going to happen. All right, we're already running late on this probably. segment. I, oh, man, I hope he gets a pick six in general. But if he can do that too, I will ascend from my couch. I will, will pay buy, the fine. I will buy an Eli Apple jersey immediately if that happens. All right, you heard it here first. Eli Apple jersey if he gets a pick six and he does a celebration with the cell phone, a little throwback in NOLA, but we'll be back next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.